Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hi, Tom. Hey, hi, hi, Dave. Hello. How you doing? How you oh, doing? Oh man, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. But uh-huh. I feel like I'd be doing a lot better if we had to randomly generate a number for some reason to figure out a movie to watch. Oh, that's great news, Tom. Is it? I, yeah, in my hand, I'm holding a, a die. You don't say. Like a yeah. die, like, like a fabric die? Uh, no, no, like, uh, like dice, but singular. Oh, like a numbers cube. Yeah, one of them numbers cubes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll this, and the number mm-hmm. is, uh, depending on what the number is, that's going to correspond with a movie we have to watch. Well, shit. Yeah. Shit on us. Why didn't you say so? Shit on all, all, all yeah, of us. Shit on top of my head. <laughs> what luck. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I, here, here I go. Here I go, Tom. Okay. All right. I'm going to put the microphone uh, close to the die so we mm-hmm. can hear it roll. Sure. Did you hear it? I did, yeah. It definitely sounded like something hitting the table. <laughs> okay, I rolled a number two, Tom. Uh-huh. What does that mean? What does that mean for us? Well, mm, I guess let's start the intro intro sounds. And, uh... Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Paul Blart Mall Cop. Hi, we're back. We are back. We're back. We're we so watched, back. We're we back just so watched, hard. We just watched it. We did. Uh, we just watched it just now. Yeah, it's in the title. Mm-hmm. So it's Thursday. Yeah. Uh, which means this was this was done to us by Andrew McGuire. This was inflicted upon us by Andrew McGuire. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, he, as we already mentioned, he created a sort of contraption where we rolled a dice to see... Uh, what movie? I don't think we ever revealed what the other movies were, and you know what? Not gonna. No, no, no. I'm gonna let that forever be a mystery. Yeah. I'll keep I that secret to locked in my heart. Tom, had you seen this movie before? Oh, God, no. No. Neither had I. No. Why would I have seen this? This movie is tragic. This movie is so aggressively terrible in every conceivable aspect, from its construction uh to the performance yeah uh to the execution uh everything about this movie is bad it made me it like i had to watch blackfish to feel better again uh, yeah. after this because mm-hmm. i was like i need something marginally happier than this movie i need something uh, uplifting let me throw on grizzly man yeah it's man it's a bummer because yeah i agree uh, first of all i agree with you the only time i laughed was at how bad the movie was mm-hmm. like how incredibly bad it was made me laugh at certain points at yeah. how they had done like everything wrong mm-hmm. every decision here is wrong it takes 40 minutes for the plot to happen yeah the first 40 minutes are just about how lonely he is yeah and it's they do this thing where they First of all, it needs to be said right up front that this was a January release. Uh, it was like uh-huh. a, a, a January dump um, made up for $26 million. This movie grossed $183 million. This yeah. movie was a massive hit. So, so I went into this expecting it to be bad, but expecting to see what people liked about it. Um, right. And I absolutely cannot. No. Um, my first 
guess going into it was it was going to be geared towards kids. Yeah. Like the Happy Madison sort of maybe teenagers or kids because the humor is it's not teenage it's not um no this movie is pg it is rated pg so it is very much juvenile yeah however it's not really geared towards kids either i would argue because once again it spends 40 minutes just on how lonely and weird he is right it's just it yeah it's it's so ponderous too that first half is just this middle-aged guy and how crushingly lonely he is and they framed the movie um i've said i i've said derisively on 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 the social on the social meds uh for the yeah. past decade or so that paul blart was the the entire comedy of paul blart was just a 90 minute fat joke that is right. precisely what it is yes they hang all of his they seem to frame the fact that okay, because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me let me back up just a, a little bit to preface this by saying I think not only is this movie bad, I think this movie is also harmful. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, they frame it as though the source of his issue is the fact that he's overweight, even though um, they 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 you know they're constantly joking about how like weak he is and how like he can't really get around even though Kevin James is a pretty like fit nimble guy yeah um and he's like doing crash rolls and leaping over fences and picking people up and stuff like they make a joke out of how he's struggling to pick up one of the parkour uh, robbers who is a ninety pound woman we'll get we'll get to this and he's yeah. like struggling to pick her up I'm like Kevin James can pick that woman up yeah a hundred percent um so they it, make him well they can't decide is he nimble or is he funny fat guy because the beginning well, police both. training You're, yeah he's like doing flips and shit right he's like blasting through the police training uh, yeah. and, and like you just you know you know about if you know anything about Kevin James you know like he was an athlete when he was in high school and college so it's like okay yeah that makes sense that he could do this stuff but the movie hangs it all on his appearance when in actuality the source of his problem is that he's extremely awkward and yes and he's kind of a creep and he's a creep they do this thing where it's like oh he's he's like a fat guy so the woman at the mall is not going to like him but like he's leering at her constantly he watches her through the security Security footage yeah he gets drunk and acts like a complete asshole right he does he assaults someone and it's like, no, these are the reasons yeah, yeah. Uh, why there's any problems here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. It, it, and they, on the subject. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, go, sorry, ahead. Go, go ahead. On. No, you please. You go ahead. Well, I was going to kind of veer us off a little bit. Oh, okay. So. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll keep circling back to it. But it, yeah. is, it is, I cannot overstate how vicious this movie is to people who are overweight. Yes. Um, I I would argue not as bad as other movies. Not as bad, but this movie for the I mean, you know, when but when yes. your when your main character when your main character is is a heavy person and like so much of the plot Excuse is based me. around that, you would think it would come away with some kind of positive message. Nope. No. It is all stereotypes. Everything he says and does is a food reference. Yes. There's a sad scene where he's eating pie and his family's just sad for him. Mm-hmm. And, and he, I think it's supposed to be funny. He's smearing peanut butter <coughs> on top of the pie. Yeah. And just which is a thing that nobody does. Right? No, but I will now try. Yeah, well no, I have to. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm gonna be dipping pieces of cake into a peanut butter jar. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just it's weird scenes like that. And like he signs the birthday card for for uh his 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 stalking Romantic victim interests yeah uh with just a series of of jokes about how how heavy he is and how much he loves yeah. food and it's like we don't even really see that it's just like the movie just assumes well you know he's a big guy so he's food crazed even though that's not really demonstrated in the film i know not we, at all i know we just got done saying that he smears okay he smears peanut butter on a piece of pie and then later on when he's out we see him in just a a feverish nacho eating contest with like the only other heavy person in the movie yeah and we're gonna skip around a bit but they do a bit where he eats a hot pepper and he like freaks out but it's a jalapeno on like a family restaurant nacho plate Mm -hmm. that is not spicy 
Well, it, uh, it, it, at all. it is, but like... It's, a little bit, but not like, oh my god! Ah! Right. Like, you'd think they do a bit where they're like, oh yeah, we have our new like Ghost Pepper special, or like, so they act like he's like a like that's like a really really right like a spicy thing and it's like it's a nacho jalapeno man right like a dude you, who routinely has to drink two glasses of margarita oh right yeah oh um yeah. yeah like a guy who routinely gets into nacho eating contests uh right getting just knocked way just getting knocked on tilt by a jalapeno is like a surfer who can't swim yeah. It's really odd. Uh, it's really odd. I think the jalapeno kind of, for me, symbolizes the whole movie and the humor and the question of who is this for? And I don't want to sound like, like an elitist, mm-hmm. uh, 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 West and East Coast liberal, but is this for, like, I, I want to say Christian, but probably just religious, like fundamentalists who are probably right-leaning conservative where it's like, it's really really milk toast it's really i because again it's not for kids so i feel like is this being shown in like churches or something like that maybe is I, it being or cults um because also like one of the plot points is that his the mother of his child is an evil immigrant yeah who showed up had a kid got her green card and then abandoned him and her kid yeah it was like, why is this even in the movie? They like make a note to talk about it, uh, and it doesn't add to the plot at all. No, the other another thing that I thought was going to be like they they plant and pay off some stuff, right? Um, like he gets a bottle of of hot sauce as a gift from one of his friends at the mall that's like the devil's crotch yeah. um and that comes in later sort of it just becomes a joke later uh and that's probably the only decent joke i would say of the movie oh yeah uh, that was it's, it's i didn't really laugh but i was like oh that's okay because mm. he he splashes it in the villain's eyes and then he just watches the villain deal with it he doesn't take advantage of it right he's so excited that it worked yeah uh, that he misses his window to actually take advantage of it. Yeah, I would call that the one joke of the movie. Right. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not necessarily a good joke, but I was like, that's a joke! Yeah, well, they, they plant the uh, the ex-boyfriend, like, calling him on the... He's using a, a phone he borrowed from a teenage girl and, like, the ex-boyfriend. They make a whole bit yes, about ex- how his ex-boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, has a GPS tracker installed on her phone, and that ends up mattering to the plot. I worry for that girl. Yes. Uh, every almost every guy in this movie is a predator. Yes. E- uh, every single guy except for the guy that gives him the phone, who is the dude from the Mummy. Yes. As far as we know. As, <laughs> as far, far as, as we, we know. know. Yeah. As far as we know. But like everybody uh, else is just the thirstiest fucking jackass, and they're all circling has, this one woman like vultures the entire yeah. movie and the teenage boy has a shrine in his room mm-hmm. to this other teenage girl who we never see no it's just a gag in the movie he starts talking like, about how sexy her feet are and it's uh, this yeah. is a teenage girl <laughs> and then he has a tracker on her phone and he's treated as like an ally to the main character well, he's treated as like a wacky character and he's also yeah. like an extremely racist stereotype because that's yeah. this movie yeah this is this is America the movie. Yeah, this is America of the movie. Milk toast as shit, racist as fuck, ableist, uh, just fucking body shaming garbage America. Not even middle of the road. This is this is this is subpar, right? Like this is this is a badly made and badly written film. Yeah, it, it is very bad. Uh. We should go. I guess I want to go through the plot because I have a, a main kind of point, or not point, but like a question. So he wants to be a cop. That's the first thing we learn about him, which already makes me hate him. Right. Yeah. And the uh, first, like, the first thing we see him do is like try to flex what little authority he has in his tin pot dictatorship. Yeah. But during the training, they show why he can't be a cop, and it's not because he's fat. It's because I thought he had narcolepsy because that's how he's playing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He slams on the ground during training and starts snoring. And apparently he has hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Now, I went ahead and Googled this, Tom. If you're passing out from that, you need to like you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. 
that is that is for hypoglycemia that's a big red flag and he does it throughout the film he does it so much that he uses it at the end to trick the bad guy yeah uh so that's not great for him i mean Mm -hmm. no i'm Uh, I'm concerned i'm concerned for him I'm concerned for Paul Blart. Mm-hmm. So he's a man who's like passing out from low blood sugar, who has like this, again, this like he eats with his mom and his daughter and they seem like really sad that he's doing it. I'm like, this seems like a good life, but sure. Uh, eating the pies. He's going on like a matchmaking thing. There's a scene where he's just cries at his computer because no one matched with him. No one matched with him. And then he looks at the receipt where the woman had written her name and it's just like there's so much of this movie that is devoted to how sad he is it was depressing (laughs) i was i was like everybody in this scene is depressed yeah and then he cries it's like oh now i'm depressed this is depressing (laughs) i feel like shit yeah he yeah like you said he works at the small and he he uses what little power he has to like exert it over other people the first thing he tells his new trainee whose spoilers turns out to be the bad guy which we all spotted from ten thousand miles away um particularly when they said when he they introduced him as vec sims i'm like that's the bad guy that's the bad guy (laughs) also the other cop when the other cop came rolling in i was like well, that's the bad guy, too. Because, oh, Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> yeah, because he knew how the cops were going to react. So it was like, oh, yeah, like clearly he has a guy on the inside. Doesn't The predictability of this movie is, right. almost goes without saying. But the first thing he tells his new trainee, Vec Sims, um, is, to, is when you approach people to shout at them and angle your body with your hand on your hip to look like you have a gun. That's the yeah. first thing he tells him to do. And like... We know these people. Like, I don't know about you, Tom, but I knew people like this. They were usually younger, where yes. they had they would have cop voice. They wanted to be a cop. They wanted to have power. I you'd work with them. Like when I worked at a mall, yeah. there were people like this. Yes. And they led kind of like frightening lives sometimes because they're the people who I don't know, might go out to a protest with a gun protecting property. Yes. Like, they're scary people. And if you, I haven't watched it in a while, but I'm pretty sure the movie that came out during, like, the same time as this, Observe and Report, is about those people. Yes. If I remember it correctly, that movie knows what it is. This doesn't. Yes, that, that movie is also extremely dark. But, but it, it's that's the thing. That's is that, the point, yeah. It's, that's the point. And that's what's interesting about this movie. It's unironically that. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that for people who don't understand what the problem is. Right. It's 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 glorifying this idea. Yeah. This like exerting control over others with your authority mm-hmm. with- and that being the best part of your job. Yeah. Like he uh, keeps like he keeps like he says at one point like safety never takes a holiday and like but we never see him do anything to keep anybody safe. What we see him do is pull over is try to pull over an extremely old man on his rascal scooter. For not going that fast either. Like I Go, know that's going the, like the a gag little is, fast, but yeah, like the gag is that, but yeah. it's just again like what a sad man. Like this is what he this is that's the only example we get of him doing his job other than just fucking haunting this woman at her extensions kiosk yeah and just like forcing extremely awkward conversation so the only thing we see him do in his capacity as a security guard is try to bully an old man on a scooter yes and then you know it's comedy ensues so Uh, we uh, infer from that that this is what he does every day to varying degrees of intensity right until he's faced with the ultimate enemy, which is a group of multiracial millennials. That's true. Oh, no, wait. I forgot about one of the most uh, uh, egregious moments is when he's called to Victoria's Secret to settle a dispute. And it's between two women. And he fights a lady. Yeah, he gets, I mean, he gets beat up by a lady. But like, yeah, it's they it's it's a it's an it's an overweight lady. Um, and they do the the gag where they pull her shirt over her head. So her stomach is hanging out. And it's clear that the intent there is for the audience to be like, ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's oh, yeah. so it's so fucking mean. Yeah. Like, she's also not that big i mean i know it doesn't like not, matter no, she's not but like that's that's she's 
that's still the that's is one hundred percent the gag that they're going yeah. for, quote unquote. Is is look at this woman's belly. Like yeah. it's like, oh my guys. <laughs> like this... she looks like an average person. <laughs> yeah. It's it's mm. it's this movie is so it's so mean. <laughs> it's mean, but, like, uh, but ca- it's casually t- so. It's like it's yeah. like <sighs> it's mean but toothless. Uh, yeah. because it's not like uh, it's almost not aware of that it's it being isn't. mean. The it same isn't. way it's not aware that it's like making this guy heroic, even though he is an extremely depressing character, right? Uh, and scary character and scary if you, if again extrapolate him leering at this woman is not treated like like you know a scary thing he like leers at her and then they do a comical thing where he bumps into a van uh that's in the mall like on display oh. and then they later he goes into the the be like the security room and starts watching her on the security camera yeah and we're supposed to extrapolate from this oh he's in love with her and it's like no they mentioned that she's new yeah and so it's like no he just met her and he's fucking watching yeah she's new um the character's name is amy um yeah she the actress i'm not sure of her name but we just saw her in bill and ted face the music she was one of the princesses oh Um, good good for her yeah upgrade upgrade um we never learn a single thing about her. No, I thought she was going to be a bad guy because of the way she acted. Yeah. Because she was so passively accepting that I was like, oh, she's clearly like stringing him along mm-hmm. to like rob the mall or something. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't learn a single. All we know is that she sells extensions. She sells extensions and she drives a Mustang. We don't learn a single thing about her. We don't know anything she likes. We don't know what she likes to do. Uh, We, we, we don't know how old she is. We don't know when she moved to town. Like the movie seriously never gives us a single detail about her life or her interests. I think they (laughs) thought the Mustang was character development. Yeah, that's it. That's all we know about her is that she drives an old Mustang. And the way they do that, I thought that was going to play into the plot. Yes, that's a big note. That's a big note of mine. Yeah, they're like, hey, cool Mustang. They have like a conversation about it. I'm like, again, I was thinking like, oh, she's like a villain or something. That Mustang's going to play into the action later. No, I think it's just them being like, we have to give this broad like some sort of goddamn development or or all them all them chicks are going to be mad at us some kind of so character. let's make her like kind of a let's make her drive a cool car that's there, it we that, did yeah it. that's that's all the character work they did um yeah. no the note that i have related to that is where he you know he goes like oh an interesting bit of trivia and he does that a few times in the movie where he yes but not throughout the movie exactly but in the beginning he does so it's all in the beginning of the movie so his thing is like he knows trivia about weird things like this mustang and he knows weird trivia about this restaurant chain and he knows uh trivia about uh, there was another thing that he just was rattling off information about and i was like oh okay surely this will come into play later as it's gonna be like oh he's gonna have to put all of this disparate knowledge he has stored in his head to help save the day Nope, not at all. None of that happens. No. <laughs> they complete. Was, they completely drop that thread at, as soon as the action starts. What if this was originally written as like an observe and report movie that was like a almost a drama, like a comedy drama about this guy, and then observe and report was coming out, and they heard about it, and they're like, shit. Let's grab Kevin James. Yeah. Uh, let's have him do a rewrite. I mean, I know that's not true because it's just Happy Madison all the way, but it feels like the first 40 minutes is a different movie. Yes. Uh, because there's, it's, it's, I did not expect the second half of this movie is how I thought this movie was going to be throughout the whole thing. Right. Which was like, I, my expectations were so low and it was just like, I thought he was going to go into zany adventures and stop criminals. You know, it'd be like, oh, first 15 minutes. Oh, look at this fumbling moron. Let's quickly introduce a love interest. Like again, low bar. And then 15 minutes in, like there'd be some sort of crazy robbery or something Mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. But the movie takes 40 minutes (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Oh man, it sure does. It's the damnedest thing. Yeah, this movie is a is a is a real chestnut. Like I can't begin to decipher it. 
it's oh my god we haven't even talked about really the robbery the second half of the movie oh who cares well first of all i don't know what the villain they didn't do a good job at like i assume he was there to rob the bank he was um, he was there they, he needed codes to the credit card machines but they never really explained why right i guess it was to inner i don't know they don't really explain why you're right they don't explain the the robber it's like these again multiracial millennial parkour extreme They're sports all parkour extreme sports kids it's they wild. would be led by yeah they would be led by vin diesel in any other movie mm-hmm. Uh, and they rush the mall, and for some reason they don't wait until the mall is closed. They, like, make their presence known, so they call the cops. So I thought, and I think they at one point they were trying to do Die Hard, right? They are trying yeah, to do it's a fumbling Die Hard. Yeah. So I thought, oh, the cops are part of the plan. And I guess, I guess they might have been at one point, because one of the cops is in on it, but we never see what that plan is. We never see what their plan is. Uh, we never find out what like again all we know is he's like all right go get all the credit card machine numbers and they're in the bank and he's pretending to drill the safe right so it's some sort of digital thing right yeah they are that's yeah that's just full-on diehards these he's pretending to rob the bank in the mall but what they're actually doing is going after all the credit i guess the credit card transactions from all the stores i don't know i don't know how because they never explain how no i don't think they knew how it's just like they well we need the codes to each machine and then we'll get their money somehow i don't know right how much money do they say i don't remember dude (laughs) okay because at the end hey to skip ahead they they escape to a private jet and i was like well that's gotta cost money right like what is like their plan was to rob a local mall using extreme sports Mm -hmm. uh of what can't be that much money and then escape on a private jet that I assume they either rented or own. I think, yeah, I think it was theirs. Yeah. I feel like they could have just robbed the bank and found more money. I don't know. Right. I'm not sure what the, the subterfuge was for there. I guess they wouldn't immediately detect the theft. I don't know. I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. They, and so, yeah, they skateboard around an extreme bike around. Mm Mm-hmm they uh, it's so aggressive like they they chase everybody out of the mall like that's that's their big play is they just chase everyone out of the mall on black friday um yeah just by doing like sick grinds and like bmx jumps and stuff it wasn't until like the third or fourth or maybe even fifth time that they cut back to a shot of one of the parkour henchmen uh herding people out of the mall that i noticed he actually had a gun Yes. So up until that point, I thought people were just running from skateboards and bikes. Yeah. Like, oh no! Yeah, yeah, they're it's yeah. too extreme in here. <laughs> <laughs> it felt that way. Oh, yeah, my it did God. feel too extreme. Yeah, it did feel too extreme. Um, and yeah, Paul Blart is busy playing Guitar Hero in an arcade mm-hmm. after playing a treadmill game that doesn't exist. Yeah, sure. I one imagines. That was like one of the shoddiest set design things I've ever seen. They just were like, it's a game where he like runs, you know, because he's fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make him run on a treadmill and make it a video game. Uh, I don't know why that was in there. But yeah, he gets trapped in the mall and then he has to like at this point, if this had happened 15 minutes in and then he has to set a bunch of because he doesn't have a gun, a bunch of home alone traps or something, mm-hmm. which he starts to sort of do. Yeah. But he also just, I'm pretty sure, kills a man in a tanning bed. Yeah, that dude's dead. Um, this movie does, like... And attempts to murder-suicide another man. Yes, he sure does. By tackling him through a He tackles uh, a him skylight. right through a skylight. And that guy, bless that guy, he's clearly a pro skateboarder because yeah. his line delivery was like, oh, you're not an actor. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, he was not but an you're, actor. But you're amazing on that skateboard. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. I totally get it. <laughs> I want to quickly just... So he fights a guy in a tanning salon, mm-hmm. and he punches him out into the tanning bed, which turns on. He seals it shut. He ties it shut. And there's a part where he looks back at it, at it on, and he goes, oh, and I thought he was going to go unplug the tanning bed, mm-hmm. and he puts the little glasses on him mm-hmm. and walks away. And as far as I can tell, 
That man never leaves the tanning bed. No, he dies. For what must be hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he dies a slow, slow death. A hideous death. Yeah. Hideous. Hideous. Pobler kills a man. Again, it's 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 dopey white cop wannabe versus a bunch of like young millennials. It's it's uh it's it's so weird. And then he attempts to kill them and does kill some of them. As far as I can tell. There's no way he didn't. There's no way he didn't. Yeah, they must be dead. Yeah. What was the point of any of this? Um, I don't know. I guess it was supposed to be funny, but it's not. Right. It's just like, it's just dumb and stupid. And like when the triumphant music played at the end, it, I wasn't like happy. I didn't feel elated. The only thing I was happy about was like, thank Christ, it's over. Yeah, I was I was begging, begging for there to not be like an outtake reel. Not that I would have watched it. Probably, There's a, I'm reading. Anyway. Apparently, there is an after credit scene that I'm fucking so nope. gl- so glad I didn't watch. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is and you can't stop me. Okay. All right. I'm telling you what it is. He and Amy get married. Ugh. On matching, I'm not matching, on black and white segues. Ugh. Yeah. And they get, he... and they get married in the mall, Dave. Ugh, in the that's mall. That's such a bummer. The, she, that where poor they woman. met. Right? Like that she's, we're like, like, he turns down a, 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 a job with the state police at the end. He's like, nope. I got to stay and take care of them all. And like, it's treated like this triumphant moment and it's supposed to be like endearing him to Amy and his, you know, he's a single parent. It's like, no, we're supposed to be happy that you turned down. I mean, you know, fuck the police, but like, I was about to say, thank God he's not a cop. Right. But like it just from his personal like standpoint, it's like you turned down a salaried job with good job security and plenty of room for advancement and, and, you know, uh, increases and stuff. To stay at a minimum wage job with no benefits in the mall. That's the thing, is that that would have been okay if they did the work to explain why he's making that decision. Because And they don't at all. No, they show him trying to be a cop. Um first of all, ter- like I was gonna say terrible cop hiring practices, but I have a feeling that's how it's done in small towns. Uh like just being like, Hey you, you're alright, come be a cop. Uh but they 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 do that, him wanting to be a cop. Then he's, uh, he's, he's lusting over this woman. And then there's a scene in the movie where after the robbers are there, it's like a time to kick ass scene, and he dresses in all black like a cop. Yeah. And then he teams up with the cops. Yeah. Uh, and he has no, they don't show him gain a connection to the mall. They don't show him like no. The only have thing, any reason, right? The only to, thing we're shown about the mall is that it punishes him, and nobody has any respect for him. Yeah, and then at the very yeah, they don't show like his coworkers suddenly having respect for him. They don't. Nothing changes, and at the end, they're like, "Hey, why don't you be a cop?" And he's like, "No, I got a mob to protect." And it was like, "But why? But why? Why did you never? What I?" again there's supposed to be some sort of character arc there where he's like i've learned to appreciate them all but they don't explain it no and it's like wouldn't it be nice if you're if you could provide your your single your 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 single parents or your 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 uh adolescent daughter and your widowed mother some health care right wouldn't that be nice yeah but again there's no moral there's just things just happen it doesn't really add up to anything no um the romance is ghastly. It is, I mean, it's fucking, it's it's terrible. We all know it's gonna happen, you know. Yeah, but like, I mean, like we already said, we learn nothing about Amy. We don't know who she is. Yeah, that's part of the sign. It's like watching like King Joffrey and and Game of Thrones, and you know he's gonna do something terrible, and it's just a matter of time. It's just the moment they introduce her and he's leering at her. I'm like. God, I bet they're going to be kissing by the end, yeah, and I'm going to be horrified. They're going to smooch at the end, and I'm going to want to scoop my eyes out of my head. Yeah, because she she becomes a hostage at the bank, um, and then Paul Blart's daughter does, and they have this whole texting thing that's weird. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because they needed him to know certain things. Yeah, they needed him to know certain pieces of information. It was as elegant as it, you know, it was as efficient as it could be. I, I, won't, right. knock, I won't knock that, because that's like... They're, I mean, yeah. they're just copying Die Hard. Yeah. But in w- the moment the robbers walk in, her and Paul Blart were left in a weird place. because he. So he, he eats the nachos, right? 
at like an Applebee's and then he's like, oh, I need something to drink. And he drinks two margaritas and they're like, oh, those were margaritas, bro. And he's like, I don't drink. And then cut to him like on a drinking binge, uh, which that's not how drinking works. I mean, unless he's like, he just, he's off the wagon now, but they don't show it that way. They show him as like, I don't drink. Yeah. Not like I, you know, like they don't talk about alcoholism. It's not implied. Right. It's He keeps saying, I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. Stuff like that. Like not, I don't know. It, and the, it, ga- the gag is, is he drinks two margaritas not realizing they're not lemonade. So like it's right. the implication is clear. It's no, he has never had a drink before. And then it like bewitches him yeah. into just getting more and more drunk. Uh, and then he he's a uh, an asshole, and he like comes up to her and like is like you know yelling in her face. Yeah, really, really being s- real weird. Yeah, really sex creeping her out. Yeah, and then he attacks a guy doing like the singing, and then he falls through a window, breaking like property, and probably you know cutting himself. And so, so he spent he spent this all this time just being kind of a weirdo, and like there's nothing wrong with that. But being like leering at her, being kind of a weirdo, and then becoming an aggressive drunk uh, who assaults someone. The bank is robbed. He saves the day. They don't speak between that point, really. Mm-mm. And they kiss at the end. And, and it's, it's just, again, what, I, I'm not even surprised. You know, it's just. No, it's a nightmare, but it's a, but it's a nightmare, but it's a standard it's a, nightmare. Yeah. But it's, it's the biggest, it's the most egregious version of that nightmare it, re- it really is yeah yeah it's hmm. god damn it did he break into he broke a into a card shop to get her a card he too? did yes yeah which I, I guess we might as well talk about it the morality of him doesn't make any sense no because he's like i'll protect them all and he's just like destroying shit i guess he it's blows like up he blows up the rainforest cafe, cafe. <laughs> And again, it's not, he doesn't care. There's nothing, there's nothing to his personality, you know? Like, if they kept him as this lawful good, where, like, he was constantly protecting the property, which would be, of course, uh, you know, very relevant to people like this. Yes. Uh, I mean, my, my biggest note for this movie is don't make this movie, but if you have to make this movie, give him some sort of consistency, you know? Uh, in his job or like you make him not care about them all right like you make it like clerks where he's working a shit job Mm -hmm. he doesn't like it he's depressed about his life he has to stop he wants to be a cop he has to stop these robbers and in that process learns to appreciate the mall somehow but they they're completely unclear about that attitude that he has towards the mall Mm mm-hmm because again, at the end, he's like, "I got a mall to protect," and it's like, "You blew up the mall. Yeah, you blew up part of it. You dove yeah. through a greeting card window to to get a hastily sweaty birthday card into the fists of this woman you just met. Tell me her last name, Paul Blart. Yeah, tell me her last name. I dare you, you piece Paul of Blart. shit. <sighs> um, Why does he? Good re- what? Oh, I was just going to say, why does he ride the Segway to work? Because they clearly show they all have Segways. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be allowed to bring it home. Unless it was his Segway. That he bought for the job? Yeah, he's the saddest man. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like all the other Segways. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, this movie thought Segways were hilarious. It really did. And this was 2009. Yeah. There was, I don't think segues were ever hilarious, were they? I don't segues, think there was ever... Segways were hilarious when they came out. They for sure were. Yeah. But very, very briefly, then we just stopped caring. Right. The only remember, time a Segway is hilarious if I watch like a video on YouTube of someone eating shit on one. Right. I mean, the joke is so old that fucking Job rides a Segway in the first season of Arrested Development. Right. Like that, and, that, and even that was a little dated when yeah. they did it. And that, but that was kind of the joke was that Job was still riding a Segway when they were so incredibly dated already. Right. Yeah. This is just like, look at this guy riding a Segway. Isn't it funny? I'm like, I guess. Right. And it's like, no, it really, not really. I liked the idea that he was very good at it, uh, but that barely plays a role in it. Yeah. No, none of his actual talents matter. Yeah. And again, he's inconsistent. Just like, just like his 
is he is he good at being a cop or is he bad at being a cop? Right. Because he aces that test at the beginning. The first thing we know about him is that he's graceful and can do the work of a cop physically. Right. He just has this one problem. Right. He gets undercut by his uh, extreme hypoglycemia. Yes. And so then the rest of the movie, he's like clumsy. He's clumsy. He's ineffectual at, at being a peace officer. Yeah. Like he can't, he has no authority. Nobody respects him. Right. And it's just the same where it's like the one thing we know about him is he's like, I respect the small, protect the small. And then the rest of the movie, he's blowing up the mall. So they keep setting up things about him and then undercutting it Mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. This movie is God awful. It's more. This movie is hideous. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but the mall is surrounded. Every exit has motion sensors on it. Because uh, the criminals put it there. Yeah. And somehow yeah. his daughter still manages to wander inside without the SWAT team noticing and without her noticing the SWAT team. Right. Because, okay, I get the criminals notice because they're like, oh, we got movement. And then they kidnap her. Right. She's going in to bring him food, right? Going in to bring him uh, his sloppy joes. Yeah. But at that point point the mall is completely surrounded by a SWAT team Mm -hmm. there's a hostage situation that would be on the news yeah and even if she didn't read the news she has eyes right it is it yeah it is surrounded by a SWAT team it's completely empty yeah she just walks in just because they needed her they needed her to be in the movie at that point right um why not just have her be in the mall when because he's in the arcade right she could have come in then to bring him his lunch and get grabbed yep. then uh yeah, and he's, you know what have been cool he still watching him and his he still would have oh, known sorry. him yeah so it's just gonna he still wouldn't have known about it because he's still yeah. trapped in the arcade it's, it's the same thing i don't know yeah. and we could have watched him and his daughter bond mm-hmm. because she's not a fun character she's just sad for him right that's that is yeah She's just there to be like, my dad! Like, again, it's, it's, there's no characters. Even the main character isn't a character. No, yeah, we, like we just said, he's just a bag of inconsistencies. Yeah, he's just whatever the movie needs him to be in that moment. Without the, like, the pair, you know, like, there's a lot of parody movies are really, you know, like, this is a weird example, just popped in my brain, but, like, the characters aren't consistent in, say, Basketball. Mm-hmm. They're more consistent, but they're a parody. They're silly, and that's the type of movie they're in. They mm-hmm. don't have to, you know, the plot can be driven by random events. I will, I will say that, at the very least, Trey Parker in Basketball has a clear, identifiable want that is You're right. persists throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I mean emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Like of course, they they're can, all, they're things all can be maniacs. <laughs> yeah, and that's the again, that's the point. That's the it's, point. A it's a parody. It's a it's a or not even a parody. It's like a slapstick. It's a it's a madball or screwball comedy. Uh, this isn't even that. That's what's weird about it is like we talked about the fat guy humor and like some of the segue stuff. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, this movie doesn't have much slapstick in it. No, he, like I mean, he does a little. He does a lot of falling over and crash rolling and stuff. It's like it really, really, really thinks that Kevin James doing athletic things is intrinsically funny, right? And it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just not. It's impressive if any, if, no, if nothing else, right? And it's mostly him doing like some action and yeah, segue and like. There's a lot more like again, like the first forty minutes. Like, it's culminating in him crying at his computer. Yeah. And it was like, geez, movie. Yeah. Like, really... <laughs> what is happening? Why are you doing this? Yeah. It's in, like, a long, stretched out scene. Yeah. Um, um, I did think it was funny when Bobby Cannavale gets on the radio and it's like, hey, Paul Blart, you remember me? It's Jimmy Kent. You remember me? I set you on fire at the, panca- at the Pancake Festival. I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah. That, was, that wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. That's you see, fair. you see, because the way that joke works, Dave, is, yeah. is we're we're we are forced to imagine what the chain of events could have been that led him to set someone on fire right. at the pancake and then festival. Paul Blart is kind of just like, oh hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that worked. Yeah. That worked for sure. Yeah, it didn't make me laugh, but no, I it didn't see, make me I laugh. But I, I, I like my mind flagged as like, oh, that was a joke. Yeah, 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 that's a joke. 
That's definitely a joke. And that's like the first version of it. You 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 would you would try to you would sit there you would then sit there in the writers' room and try to beat that joke. But I don't know. It's also maybe just the timing and the editing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that is a joke. That's definitely a joke. Yeah, that combination of words is funny. Yeah. Generally speaking, the humor in this is like you, you it also um again, this is why I like the hot sauce thing is because I didn't see it coming. Most of the jokes are also, you see them coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. Which is the problem. Yeah. Like when he's walking towards her and there's romantic music at the end, is like, oh, he's going to fall or something's going to happen. And then something happens. And it's like, yeah, there it is. You know, like it's just, mm-hmm. again, it's it's a comedy for people who've never seen a comedy before. Yeah. Which implies children. But again, the first 40 minutes is like adult situations right. getting the first, drunk. The first 40 minutes is the preamble to a suicide note. Yes. <laughs> it's it's getting it's getting drunk at a bar. It's leering at a woman. It's crying about how lonely you are. Yeah. It's not a kids movie. And then I would argue it's not really a kids movie in the second half either uh because it's just not playful. And Kevin James, I feel like, is a kids' movie actor. Like, that's where he needs to be, right? Making kids' movies? Maybe. I don't know. I can see him killing it in a kids' movie. Sure. Or apparently as a Nazi. I haven't seen that yet, but... <laughs> it's it's extremely fine. Okay. Yeah. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Um, I think it's on one of them one of them free streaming. So it might be on Shudder or, or Prime now. Right. But yeah, this isn't that. It's not for teenagers. It's not for children. I think it's just for bad adults. Right. I think it's just for... Uh, I don't know. It's for January 2009 when there's not a goddamn thing else you can see with your grandparents and your parents. Yeah. I And I guess maybe some of our listeners like this movie, but I kind of doubt it. I, I sincerely doubt it. Like, I don't want to insult it. anybody listening, mm-hmm. but like... I kind of do. I don't know. You should, yeah, I was about to say, you should kind of be ashamed if you like this movie. I mean, you shouldn't... I don't know. You shouldn't tell people. There's no There's no way our Patreon producer, Andrew McGuire, likes this movie. They. Oh, no, they, Andrew's trying to hurt yeah, us. Yeah, they picked this movie to, yeah, to, to, hurt to harm us. us. Yeah, I don't feel at least bit like I'm not they, assuming they, Andrew is listening to this like how could they? Like, oh, That's my favorite movie. No, 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 no. They did this because they wanted to listen to us hate it. Right. And this is also famously a bad movie. So Extremely, like anybody listening yeah. to this, uh you're not surprised we hate it. Mm-hmm. Like you if you like Paul Blart Mall Cop at this point in your life, you probably have thick skin about it mm-hmm. because you like Paul Blart Mall Cop mm-hmm. and you've been told by society that you are wrong. Right. Because you are. Yeah, you're yeah, you have like you're you have like bone scales. If you like if, <laughs> that's how thick your skin is if you're if you're yeah. sticking to I like Paul Blart Mall Cop as your identity in 2020. Right. You you um, you might well you might you're probably Luke Cage. You might well be bulletproof. Yeah, if someone wants to try to explain to us if someone out there likes this movie and wants to explain that to us, I'm guessing that the only way to like this movie is one of two things. Nostalgia, like the same way like Jamie really liked Master of Disguise, mm-hmm. you know, like some sort of place in life mm-hmm. that this was needed in their the life. Like they just found out something horrible and they just needed something to lighten the mood mm-hmm. or they were like on acid and coming down. Or if you were watching this extremely drunk and maybe like it seemed funnier, you know, like what I'm saying is there has to be something around the movie in your life mm-hmm. to make you like this movie in order to like this movie is my suspicion. I don't think anybody could dead sober uh objectively sit down and watch this movie and laugh their asses off and leave thinking it was a good movie i just don't think that yeah there's no way i reject that resoundingly yeah. i i do not accept that it is a again a an extremely depressing movie mm-hmm. it's the only comedy i think that's made me feel sad afterwards mm-hmm. during during and not like sad like oh it's bittersweet or it's supposed to be sad Mm -hmm. no i was just sad i was just sad i was sad for everything yeah like that pocket of time in which i me and this movie had to coexist Mm -hmm. 
there's just this aura of sadness I, it's, between it's us. not a fond memory for me it's not a fond memory mm-hmm. it's the blackest room in my memory palace yeah oh a hundred percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that shit is getting repressed <laughs> i think we have talked far too long about paul blart mall cop yeah i think it's time for this to be the end of the show Andrew McGuire, thank you again. I know, I know what you're, I know what you're trying to do to us. Mm-hmm. No, we know the game here. It's fine. I'm more curious about some of the other movies on your list. I'll just spoil. One of them was Rat Race, mm-hmm. which quick review of Rat Race. I found that movie to be extremely mediocre, but I do remember I had a couple good jokes. It's not. It's not this bad. No, it does end with Smash Mouth, <laughs> which that might be good. That might not be good. It ends with a Smash Mouth concert sorry i have to specify it ends with smash mouth physically there uh so yeah i don't know this this was probably the darkest timeline of the dice roll i think i think Uh, yeah this is this is probably the most extreme this could have landed these chips could have fallen was on this movie paul blart mall cup yeah so yeah thank you for that andrew mcguire Mm -hmm. uh didn't mind the dice roll it's fun um Folks, if you want to uh, support us, if you want to produce your own episode of We Just Watched or your own episode of whatever, or if you just want some uh, extra podcasts, you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have a few exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman mm. and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. We have tiers where you watch movies with us every Friday night. We have tiers where you're a Hypecast producer. We got a lot of options, yeah. so check that out out please a lot of different kinds of peanut butter for your pie mm-hmm. um we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash game fit employed where you can get t-shirts mugs masks stickers prints like posters not like the artist um all kinds mm. of things check it out or don't i don't know we maybe we should see about getting segways in there i don't know yeah could we get i don't know can we sell segways i mean you and i yeah are do we possess the ability to do so yeah i think so like on the street Mm -hmm. like let's flip segways yeah let's become segway flippers yeah fuck it (laughs) why not we've already i mean watching paul blart that's rock bottom baby so we got i'm I'm, I'm ready to enter the tumultuous world of segway speculation it's all uphill from here Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.